0: I'm Jenny Galuzzo, co founder of The Second Shift. Welcome to our podcast where we talk all things women, work, and well being, how they intersect, our competing forces, and how to create and maintain personal and professional alignment in your life. Let's do this. Jennifer Justice, or JJ to her friends, didn't set out to become a superhero. But, you know, sometimes that pink cape just finds you. JJ was an entertainment lawyer and music executive. For years, she represented Jay-Z and Beyonce and Rock Nation, and she was often the only woman in the room when deals were being made. She says that the way men and women do business is totally different, and women are losing money and power because of it. While we're off schmoozing about babies and sharing tips on Botox, men are cutting deals on the golf course. And in this episode, JJ offers her tips on how to value yourself, when to walk away from a negotiation, and why it's important to have somebody else be your advocate. Jennifer Justice is the founder of the Justice League. And if that sounds like a superhero squad, that's because it sort of is one. JJ is the founder of her firm, which specializes in business strategy, growth consulting, and legal services. JJ, welcome to The Second Shift. Thank Thank you for having me. This is really fun. I was thinking about what I wanted to talk with you about because there's just so many topics that are overlapping and I think are going to be so interesting to our members. But it's been really fun to watch your personal growth move from when we were first in conversation and first meeting each other. And you were this like really high power music industry and entertainment industry lawyer and executive and having the conversations about like, where were the women? Where were the women Mm -hmm. in the industry? How women failed themselves often in business and in business strategy. And then you like, we're like, okay, well, I'm just going to solve it. I'm just going to do this and I'm just going to help women and I'm just going to make this my mission to kind of like be the superhero in powerful women's back pocket. So thank you for making that transition so that it's not just for you, it's for everyone. And right. for being here and tell everyone how that transition happened in your own personal life, because your story is so remarkable.
1: Well, thank you. Whenever I hear somebody talking about that, I'm like, who is she talking about? I want to meet her because it never like feels like it's you. You know, it's like I can say the same about you and Gina and everyone, you know. So, I mean, first of all, I just one of my one clarification is Justice Department, not Justice League, oh, even though I always that say was that. discussed in the beginning, but I realized that, you know, that was a company that would actually sue me versus the Justice Department. I actually <laughs> think the Justice Department is better. I think the Justice Department sounds <laughs> I, I like, like it too because uh, the play on, you know. It's a great, yeah.
0: it's just like such a great title, the play on your name, but also just like sounds so like dry <laughs> and official, and yet it's like you in a pink wall in your home office, and you're so like fun <laughs> and girly and just like taking the world by storm with a pink cape.
1: Yeah. And well, you know, and the justice department did not buy the domain. So I own www.thejusticedept.com for $14.99 on GoDaddy. Stop so, it. You know. Yes. Yes. That's where I got it. Like they didn't have it. I was like, let me just check. i was like, you've got to be kidding me. It's too good to be true. Anyway. Um, the universe the works in mysterious ways. like this. I know. It's because you know, I was working in the music industry for a really long time. I was working for Jay-Z. I was his personal attorney. I was, I helped them start Roc Nation. I then, you know, he had turned his hobbies into businesses and the music industry agents. You know, they only really uh, dominate one area of the artist business and that is booking their live tours. They, they don't, they're not involved in their record deals or publishing deals, meaning their songwriting stuff. You know, most of the time they're not involved in their sponsorship endorsement and they're definitely not involved in starting businesses. And Jay-Z was starting a lot of businesses. He basically turned his hobbies into businesses. And I was one of the very small team to do it. It was like three of us. You know, two of us were attorneys and one was his business manager. And we were the ones who were helping him do all of that. Then I started Rock Nation. With him, you know, I put the deal together and I went in house and I became the general counsel and then quickly moved to being the EVP doing all the strategy business development. And so through his whole career, you know, I started watching, uh, you know, Jay become very big and famous and rich and, 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 and as that happened, I was like, okay, but like now I'm seeing the music industry widen more, welcoming Black men in particular, and, you know, they're like making money. But still, there were no women and like, you know, no women like that were, you know, being lauded in the same way or making the same amount of money. You know, on the other side of it, I was privy to and like a fly in the wall and a part of not only a fly, sometimes a fly in the wall, but most of the time, you know, leading the negotiations against rooms and rooms full of men. And, you know, sometimes it sucked to do business, but a lot of times it was great doing business because I would see how they did business with each other. And then, you know, I would talk to all of my friends who were also, you know, in other businesses, and I got to know a really wide network of people being in, in business with Jay because, you know, he didn't just work in music. He did, you know, everything, clothing, champagne and liquor and, you know, sports. And so I had a wide variety network and a really you know big network and like nothing was working for women, you know, and I had had a really big passion for it already because I had done deals for women in the music industry and done their employment agreements. And I would watch a man get paid that was below them more than the woman or an equal, you know, title in the in the universal system. One at, you know, Def Jam or one at and one at Interscope, which is the same. And they'd be paid. And I was like, OK, what is going on here? So I kind of took all of my experience. And my passion and, you know, it's uh, such a privilege to be able to do that and decided to start the Justice Department, which was taking everything I learned from Jay and literally hyper-focusing it on bringing all these business tips, my business experience and Acumen and my network to helping women get rich. So it's a very long-winded way of telling you that story.
0: What is the difference? What are men doing differently than women when you're sitting in the same position at the same table And you're listening and trying to negotiate these deals. Like, what is the main difference?
1: Uh, Look, I think we come about it honestly. You know, we have different chromosomes. So we assess things differently. What we're not doing is ultimately understanding our value and worth, first and foremost, you know? And because of that, a lot of things happen because of that right we don't ask for enough or we don't think we should get enough we want to be we want to be community-minded we want to do what's best for the whole not just for ourselves and you know having a boy and a girl I have twins that are nine years old like I see the difference in them it's a, we come about it honestly we are born a lot of it we're born that way but for business we have to kind of get out of that comfort zone if we really want to move the needle and I'm not saying just for ourselves because we're community-minded but I think it's for for everyone. I think everyone would benefit if women had just as much money as men. We live in a capitalist society. That's not changing. We've never had a capitalist society where women are making, had equal power to men financially and making, we'd make different decisions. I'm willing to bet everything on it, including my entire career. And the only way to prove me wrong is if it happens. (laughs) How did you then learn to get the
0: type of skills and confidence to sit at that table and like override your biology to be able to negotiate and like with the confidence and the worth that you owned your space in that room.
1: Know I do it because I'm advocating for other people who deserve it, right? And I know, you know, starting out with Jay, even when black men were rappers in particular, were just taken like for granted in the music industry. And it was unbelievable to me. But so I became more of an advocate than a lawyer. And you know, I fought really hard. And he is also great, you know, and still is a great like client and visionary in that he was always and he taught me a lot, like he was okay to say no. Like there are deals that are just too bad. Don't like get desperate about it. It's like, I believe in myself, you know? And so from that and advocating for other people, you know, I knew that I could do it for women. I knew that women were underadvocated for, you know, and for the most part, we're getting advice from men who never walked a minute in their shoes, had any idea what it's like to be in a room and be the other and be told to get tea and coffee and told to take notes and like all the things that happen to us, no matter what our stature is in, in the company. But here's the thing. It's like, I can't do it for myself. I'm not good at doing it for myself. That's why I hire an attorney when I have to negotiate for myself, you know. That's actually,
0: that's a great piece of advice because I, you know, I don't know that I knew that women hired people to negotiate, that you could hire somebody to negotiate your contracts. Like if you were just a regular person, that you weren't like, you know the CEO, you weren't Beyonce hiring Jennifer Justice to come in and like step in on her behalf that you're like Jenny Galuzzo, (laughs) that it's in your best interest at all times. You know, you don't go and like buy a house without an attorney. So why would you Go and yeah. negotiate a giant piece of your life, which is your work contract or your fundraising yeah. or all of these different pieces that come together that you need to have somebody else A, advocating for you, but B, like just to, like you said, step outside of yourself and let somebody else speak for you what you might not feel comfortable saying for yourself.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's not, and not what it is like. All men know this, you know, they all do it, you know. And so that's what's so funny about it. You're like, and it's it's kind of that network, you know. They they do sports together, fantasy football leagues, golf, whatever it is, gaming, whatever it is, they do as a community. They're also talking, you know, we might be talking about our kids or relationships or, you know, who has the best like hairdresser or whatever, you know, because we don't feel comfortable. I think it's getting much better talking about money and investments and stuff. They're going, okay, oh yeah, use my dude, you know, that he got me X, Y, Z. And, you know, they're used to bragging about it. I see it with my kids in sports all the time. Like my son and his, Boys get together and say, like, "Oh, I made that goal, and I made that goal." And it's like, "Oh my God, you're like in fourth grade, okay? It's not like you're going to, you know, be recruited by PSG tomorrow or something like." <laughs> and you got that goal in because somebody kicked it on your shin and it went in. All right, let's let's be clear, <laughs> you know. And they're just bragging about themselves all the time, you know. And so. But it's like, it is. You should hire somebody. You should go, you know, have time. When I went to when Jay Z decided to hire me solely for Rock Nation, he goes, Oh my God, who am I going to have an attor- as an attorney? And I was like, Who am I going to have as an attorney? He's like, You're going to hire somebody. And there's a saying, it's like any lawyer that represents themselves has a pool for a client because you're never going to represent yourself as well as you are. That's men or women, I think you know, as, as you are with having somebody that puts it like in between you. And another reason I would say there's there, you know, I have many reasons why you should, but like another one is that think about it. Like if you're getting hired for some by somebody in particular in a big executive role, if you don't advocate for yourself, then why would they think they're going to advocate for the company? You know? That's a really great
0: piece of advice. I love when people talk about themselves as like the worthiness of it in the sense that you have to treat yourself as like a specialty item, like a specialty product, you know, that there is a perceived value in how you treat yourself and what your expectation that you set in any, and that starts in a negotiation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. And, and the other thing is to get out of your comfort zone. I give this advice a lot too. And that is like, I just mentioned them. I have boy, girl, twins, Jack and Nico. I mean, anybody in and take whatever it is. If you're not a mom, that's totally fine. Take a pet, your own mother, you know, your brothers and sisters, whatever you love. And we all sacrifice ourselves for other people all the time. Whatever you whoever you do that for most. I would kill somebody to protect my children, you know? <laughs> and like, you got to look at it as the work and whatever you're doing on a day-to-day basis for your work. If they're not paying enough, they're not... You know, it's not just about you, it's like they're taking the time and money and a future away from them, right? And it's like you're not you're not respect, disrespecting me only, which I can handle, you're disrespecting my children and my value, you know, which is a lot to them and obviously not that much to you. So, you know, you have to like. What would you do? What would you, you know, and think about it in that way and what and how you would fight for that, because sometimes it is like hard to be like, okay, well, you know what? I'm fine. I'm fine is only making two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, well, great. But the guy next to you doing a lesser job and a lesser title is making five hundred. So we might be okay with it, then get the 500, spend 250 a year and spend the other 250 in retirement or investing in female founded companies or whatever you're passionate about, you know what I mean? Or giving it to charities, whatever it is. But you're doing not only yourself a disservice, your family, the people who are coming after you, you know, and coming up. Like, You know, not to be so heavy about the whole thing, but you're setting a bar in some
0: ways, right? You're setting a precedent in some capacity of like how people are paid and what they should expect. And there's different ways to negotiate, but don't leave money on the table.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Because that's money that you could use or could be, you know... setting what the next person gets paid up later. So I think that's a great, I was going to ask you, what are your biggest like do's and don'ts? That's a,
1: that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, one of the ways I think, you know, I've had so many women that come to me and it's like, Oh, you know, my husband says I need to make the first offer. And I'm like, okay, what do you think the offer Is And of course it's inevitably going to be something low. And so how about this? Let's have them make the first offer if they want you so bad. Right. Cause they often it's like, Oh, you know, these people want to hire me okay, great. What's their offer? They said, you know, tell me what you want. And I was like, no, 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 no. They're the ones coming to you. What are they going to offer you to make it worth your while? That's the attitude you need, you know? And then I guarantee you 99% of the time, it is always larger than what they think. Always larger than what they think. I mean, sometimes four times as much, like easily. And the other 1%, is so low. I was like, it's not even worth negotiating. Like you should, don't pay me to negotiate this because they do not value you in the slightest. I have one of those today, this morning. I was like, we're not talking to them. No.
0: I love it. And what you're saying is really like a self-confidence thing too. Taking poor advice that's not paid for and professional, but also yeah. the lack of confidence a lot of women have. And I know we've we've had this conversation separately where so many times you see women and they're so strong and they're so powerful in their work life, in their family life, in the ways in which they like just operate in the world. And then the minute it comes down to like tiny shift, whether it's like you're negotiating a new job or you got let go or you're trying to figure out like your title, some little thing that you would think would not be like an ego reckoning. It shoots the self-confidence like totally down. And I always find it really confusing. And I'm sure that you must feel that way too, because you're dealing with these women where you're like, how is this even a question?
1: Right. Right. How is your worth a
0: question? How could it be
1: so fragile? I mean, that's why it's great to have advocates in your corner and your like posse of, you know, work advocates that you have, whether that's an attorney or a business manager or even, you know, friends that you've made that maybe they're not even people that you want to go have a drink with, but that will tell you like what you deserve, you know? Is So you can bounce these things off of them. And, you know, I've had women who, who have dedicated their lives in the music industry and then, you know, all of a sudden just get fired and they're like, okay, thank you for the 20 years of service. You can leave now. And it's like, you know, it's nice to be able to talk to somebody like me to come that I can put it in perspective for them, you know, and it can be like, look, there's not one man in the music industry that has a working wife. Actually true. <laughs> we have a whole webinar about that. Wow. Not one. Globally. Like, I mean, I'm exaggerating. I think there's five. I've, ever, I've asked every single person the and they're like, oh, my God. So there's an archetype. Right. And so they only have room for one work wife. And there's only one woman at the top and every single label or any kind of thing. And not usually at the top, top, they have always ladder up to a man and they're treated as if like, okay, let's, all are you know, where's the party? Let's, you know, like, are you going to organize dinner for everybody kind of situation? And, you know, it's like, when you think about that, just put it in perspective so you can understand what you're dealing with. You know, maybe you still have to go back in and, and work at these places, But work at these places with open eyes, work at them and go, I'm going to get as much out of this. So I can't get money. I'm going to get the network. I'm going to get relationship. I'm going to, you know, get the knowledge, whatever it is, and keep your eye one foot out the door, you know, and that's like a big part of it.
0: Okay. What about Beyonce though? Like you worked with her too. Does she ever have a crisis of confidence? Because I like to think that she just like walks into any room she's in and is like owns it. But I guess it would probably feel good
1: to know she is a little, I mean, unicorns don't exist, but maybe she is one. I mean, she, like, I think she's like all women. I can't think of any kind of example of it, but like, I, I feel, you know, she's had her doubts about certain things and not really like, and it takes a while to come around to exactly what, what she wants. But, you know, again, you know, she has, like she has a very strong husband, with, you know, in a, uh, another way that, like, that they, they collaborate a lot, you know. But, you know, she has her own people. She has her whole team, too, that helps her She's and got, negotiates for her and yeah. all of those kinds of things. Another yeah.
0: thing that you do that I just want to dive into, it's not just negotiating contracts. This is obviously one big piece of things that women need to work on. But you also bring women deals And I think that is so important to touch on because let's say you are a company and you have a product and you're trying to collaborate to align with other brands, to figure out ways to expand and grow your business or your fundraising. That's a huge piece that you also have in your services that you offer because Mm -hmm. that's a that's a huge piece of how men operate in the world and in business and what they do for each other in areas that aren't usually the places where women are, like we talked exactly. about going to a sports games, yes. playing golf, where business yeah. happens, you're kind of creating that zone for women in one shop.
1: Yeah. So it's like the again, like the Justice Department. We have three parts. We have like, you know, the Justice Firm, which is a law firm. And you know, I do help women with their executive agreements. I still do some work in the music industry. I represent Salt and Peppa and some other like amazing like female artists. And then I have lady business and lady business where I do my podcast taking care of lady business where your partner Gina was on. There, that's where I do strategic, like business development and marketing and those kinds of things, not, not traditional marketing, like, like i call it like strategic marketing and that, you know, I help women, I can become like a pop-up co-founder or like, a, you know, you know, chief legal officer, chief revenue officer, where I help them, you know, find either, you know, female investors or, you know, partners that can help accelerate, without spending money, you know, their brand awareness or, you know, bigger deals and how they can like partner with people, which can up-level their company in general. And just in general, like I thought partner, you know, to bounce ideas off, just like the advocate we we're talking about, you know, if you're in, a patro- in, in the patriarchal system, which is totally fine, people need to be in it, it exists. And then, you know, part of it is also building the matriarchy, which is like hire women, give each other business. Try as much as you can only to give each other business and we can actually build a system that works for us, you know. And so I'm helping women get that kind of exposure and experience and using my network, et cetera, to like build their brands up on a faster pace than how long it takes us in general.
0: I think it's it's so smart because there's so many minefields out there of not knowing you know, how to get into business with people, who to get into business with, what are the right terms that you should be looking for if you're looking for an investor. Someone, uh, Jamie just wrote in and said, I'm a filmmaker and recently started my own production company agency. Do you have any advice for women in choosing the right investors? How can I educate myself more in the realm of investing? And this is a big question that women always have because yeah. it's... It's not intuitive to women specifically, but also if you're just starting out and it's not an area where you've had practice, you worked in finance, you worked at a VC, and then you went and started your own business where it's just like second nature.
1: Yeah. A lot of it, you know, and a lot of women are from creative in, endeavors, you know? And so if you're a true creative, like it can be paralyzing the business side. And a lot of them just like bury their head in the sand. It's like, it, like, I don't want to deal with it. I just want to, you know, I want to do this. So, you know, a lot of it is educating yourself. You don't have to be a, an expert in all of it, but you should understand the basics. And so I think a lot of it is first understanding, hey, do you need to raise money? And why you need to raise money? And what different ways you can raise money and... And there's our friend, Beth Ferreira, who was on my podcast, and she talks about that, and Ida Equidom. They both are in taking care of leading business. And I literally, that one of the reasons why I even started the podcast is because I wanted the voices of these women and the experience to go to a broader network. And so I would say, listen to those two, what they say about raising money and when you need to raise money and then find them um, a venture or an investment attorney. That is woman. I actually just met one this morning, Wendy, and they will give you at least a half an hour in saying, you know, if you hire them, what it is that they do. So you can get some education, um, but you need to like educate yourself on this. There's so many resources now in, out there. You need to understand like, and take the time to understand, like why you get an investment, how you do it. Do you really need to raise equity? Can you get a loan? Is it debt? Is it from other? You know. And then when you figure out, okay, I do need to raise money. Then a lot of it, and we and women have a, a really great intuition. You really have to rely on your intuition. Like, is this person? I'm going to be in business with with this person. Are they going to let me do what I want to do, or are they going to hinder everything and want me to turn my money around? Like in a year or two, you know? And so it's going to take a lot of meetings. Raising money takes a lot of meetings for men and women in the beginning, you know, more so for women, but you have to start taking the meetings to get that under your belt. And you have to do the research to understand what, you know, different terms mean, you know, and there's no easy way around that.
0: And if you are very green And you have a business that you want to raise money for, one could hire the Justice Department to come in and really help navigate and advise and be that sort of like confidence booster behind. So that way you have somebody to help figure out the ins and outs and what to expect, but also what your worth is and what's a good deal and a bad deal. So that is a, a service provided.
1: It is. A, it's a service provided. Usually you've already kind of, you're out there already. Right. And you've a proven kind of what's called an MVP minimum viable product. So you understand what you're not. And that that doesn't have to mean a physical product, but it's like just a term, like, like you've been out there, you know that you have a business, right? There's a business to be had.
0: But you shouldn't be raising money if you haven't proven
1: your business model in some capacity. Exactly. Yeah, it's gonna be very difficult to to raise any money on an idea. Like it's hard enough. I mean, certain men who've been doing it and have a network can do it, like, but but if you, you know Adam Newman apparently
0: uh, yeah. can do it.
1: Yeah. You can apparently. just keep failing upwards. on a, it's a, Otherwise, it's like a deck and a dream, is our friend Angelique says. It's like I have a deck and a dream. It's like, okay, we can't, you have to like make sure that there's something there, right? And you have something to raise against and you have some kind of track record and put it out there, you know.
0: Yeah, but I will say there are a lot of resources as compared to when we started the second shift 10 years ago. Exactly. The information that was out there was a small fraction of what's there now, in terms of like just the content and people putting out conversations and podcasts that you can listen to and yeah. how you can find out. So at least you're knowledgeable and educated on the process and what to expect and what you should even be thinking before you start a conversation. Exactly. Otherwise, it's not worth your time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because it's a lot of time, no matter what.
0: It's a lot of time and a lot of money to hire somebody to run a process if it's not going to work out, which I'm sure you wouldn't run the process anyway because you're not going to take somebody's good money. Anyway, I want to wrap this up and let you go on with your day, but I've loved this conversation, and I'm wondering if you have any last pieces of advice of just you know, when putting on your like pink Justice Department superhero cape and giving people, uh, the women who are listening to us and the women in the second shift, a pep talk on business and working together and camaraderie and just what you hope for the future of working women.
1: I think we all need to be each other's best advocates, you know? And, That is again, it's like giving each other a business, trying to hire women as much as you can when you're in a position of power, like you know, offer the jobs, you know, to women that are like, even if it's just a fake offer, (laughs) like men do this all the time. It's like, hey, I'm trying to get more money in my job. Okay, here I'm gonna put in this offer and I'm gonna give you XYZ amount of money. Say, do you have this offer? And if they ask, I have it, happens all the time, you know. And so it's like, okay, well, (laughs) look at you. If you want more money from Gina and Jenny, I'll give you an offer so you can like, you know, <laughs> renegotiate my, my contract with Gina.
0: I'm sure she wants to do that all the time with <laughs> you know, me. Like, hey, that
1: one. No, um, you can do these things, you know what I mean? If you can help women, like help them and really do have a conservative because that's how we walk. We walk the talk that we, are you know, but the other thing is whatever you think you're worst add like 30%, you know, always try to add more. And so, so you can get to that place and be comfortable with, you know, bullshitting about it because, you know, there's that whole thing about, you know, fake it till you make it. Well, women don't do that well. Right. And so if you think you're bullshitting, you're probably just telling the truth. You're like probably, you know, like uncomfortable with bragging. And so you should just do it and then get your posse of women who will advocate and, you know, help you and Cyrano de Bergerac, your, you know, responses, whatever you need, because I do that a lot for women. Like um, do it because, you know, we're all worth it. Oh, wait, I love that you do that. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> all the time. Yeah. That's fabulous. It's like when you have your girlfriend write your text to some guy you like, you know, and, uh, you, and you do it by posse, by like a group text, but instead you're doing that for like business and negotiation. Yeah. That's amazing. That is, you are amazing, JJ. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad that you're on my side. And I'm so glad to be, to know the Justice Department is out there and that you're there helping women be their best, strongest, and most powerful selves.
1: Well, same, back at you. Like, you know, everything that you all are doing is amazing. And so thank you for having me on. Take
0: care. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. For more, you can follow along at thesecondshift.com. Please rate, review, subscribe, and help us make work work for you and for all women.